talking about practice. Welcome to Hero Ball, the podcast exploring the multiverse of sports and entertainment. My name is Tom Jones. With me tonight, in the house, back together, Darren Caldwell. Good to be here, man. Through the internet is our man MC Biscuit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lex on him. Interwebs, interwebs. How are we doing tonight, everybody? Good, good, good. How does it feel to be sitting there together? Just knowing that I get to share my germs with somebody else, I feel like the world is back to normal. It's pretty good, you know? Like, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty good. It's uh, it's been going all right. You know, we're uh, three feet apart. (laughs) What Tom doesn't know is that this is the room that I spend 40 hours a week in. Exactly. It's a little bit weird, honestly, coming back around humans again. Like, I feel like we approach each other now as if we know we're dangerous. Where before, there, you just always approach people. But now we approach people like, there's something about you that could possibly hurt me. I'm going to stay far away. <laughs> weird. That's yeah. yeah, it's weird. Well, I would have loved to have joined you, but circumstances <laughs> as they are, man, uh, maybe not with all the sneezing and coughing going on over Alex. there. Oh, okay, yes, that's true. <laughs> My allergies are already like to eleven. It sucks. But oh, uh, I had last uh, on Monday. They asked for a bunch of people to come in and, uh, and help pass out some equipment, or Tuesday or something like that. And I've been having the sinus thing because of all the weather changes and the pollen going crazy and all that. And uh, and I was signed up to go like get out of the house and go and help out. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to get out of the house for you know a few hours, and you know Kayla's going to get me out of the house for a few hours, and everybody's going to be happier. And uh, and like like the day before, I've got a runny nose, I'm sneezing, I'm coughing, I'm like, <laughs> I know that this is not a disease. This is my sinuses doing what they always do this time of year. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Do you want to be the guy picking up telework equipment from the dude sneezing? Nope. Nope. Exactly. Nope. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's funny. That well, um, what are we – got any heat checks? What are we heating on? Man. What, what are we heating on? What are we heating on? It, Tom has not hosted this thing in a long time. That's why I wanted to give him the intro, just so <laughs> folks can just, so he can get back comfortable, so mm. folks can understand he's still with us, still part of this thing. Mm. He's, he's no longer a special guest, he's actually a host. That's right. I feel uh, like I, a special guest now, calling in. That's true, you <laughs> really are. Yeah. Or we're the special guests, plural, calling oh, in you. On your mm. special podcast. I like that, I like that. I do have... A ventriloquist dummy in the background, and it kind of looks like a studio, kind of yeah. weird, you know. Oh, so. it definitely is set up. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> if, if I saw a YouTube thumbnail of that, I'd probably click on it. I like it. I like it. So I got a heat check. Good. It's just kind of come up over the last few hours. So I saw a tweet about, so there's, <laughs> as we've, as we've discussed, 
as we've discussed, there's a lot of Michael Jordan stuff going around right now because of the last dance and all that. So there was a tweet out there about something about Michael Jordan and kind of how you quantify his greatness and this, that, and the other, and the case for the GOAT, right? That's kind of what it was about. Well, somebody had responded on it saying he's the GOAT of his era. <laughs> okay. And I just and I just kind of stopped and went, that to me sounds like someone saying two deaf policemen came and shot the two deaf or two dead boys or whatever that thing is. You, you guys remember that thing? No, two, no. Oh, you've never heard that? How does it go? It's like two deaf policemen heard the noise and came and killed those two dead boys. Oh, okay. So that's that's like what it reminded mm. me of because I went, wait, the goat of his era. Now, hold on. If you it, let's backtrack because I thought goat meant greatest of all time. Correct. So you throw in all time. In my mind, that throws out era. Yeah, right. No, that is he's, all time. He's the goatee. Yeah, he's the goatee. He's the goatee. <laughs> Greatest of his era. He's the goatee. I'm down with that, and that's what. I, so I responded <laughs> to the guy a little bit cheekily. I just said, "Goat of his era, greatest of all time of his era." Because when you spell it out like that, it to me makes. Oh yeah, you're right. That's a silly kind of a contradictory statement. However, this dude has repeatedly come back to me trying to just say, well, no, 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 the two, it's two different games. He played in a – and I'm going, dude, you don't get – I don't care. That's fine. Right. You yeah, can yeah. say all you want about that. Goat doesn't mean really good. I'm literally just <laughs> talking about the lit- literary, like, grammatical – response you just gave i don't care what you actually think about michael jordan i love that of all places carter on twitter you're picking a grammar fight (laughs) dude dude well and it's not even a grammar fight it's just like a statement it's just like that's not a real statement like you can't say somebody's a goat of their of an era Uh, they're either the goat period or they're i have no problem saying they're the best of their era right or they're the best you know trump or you're not you are Trump or you are <laughs> not Trump. You are the goat or you are everybody else, right? Correct. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, I just I just it's the funny thing is that this guy just keeps coming back and wanting to talk about Michael Jordan playing in a different era and I'm like, I don't care. That's not at all what I'm arguing here and it's going right over your head, bro. And he probably thinks it's going over my head, but I'm right. literally only talking about the statement. Anyway, it was making me laugh. Like, I just kept laughing while I'm tweeting this guy. Like, bro, you have no clue what I'm telling you right now. Hey, so, so anyway. You mentioned, uh, speaking of Twitter, that you got burned by Ramon Sessions or owned by Ramon Sessions. Oh, yeah. No, I got creamed by Ramon Sessions. So yes. we're talking about the basketball player, the former point guard? Yes. Okay. But I'm talking about on 2K13. Oh. Yeah. See, that's what oh. I assumed. I assumed <laughs> that he had been playing as my player. And his mic player got on. I, I did. And I'm like, I'm not seeing any, any interaction. I was so, so listen I'm to this. I'm just talking how in 2020 remote sessions, like, I'm <laughs> you on Twitter. That's like, no. fantastic. So this, oh, man, I wish that were true. But no, dude, so it, it's like third to last game of the season. Uh, I play for the Nets. We've already clinched a playoff berth. Uh, these game, last few games are pointless, but we happen to play, and this is 2K13, so we happen to play the Charlotte Bobcats. 
And yeah. I've already, I, like, I'm like, run, I'm like the, uh, uh, pretty much it's a given that I'm rookie of the year. I'm having a great year. And I go in to play the Charlotte Bobcats. And Ramon Sessions lit me up. <laughs> I mean, he dropped like 27 points on I he I could not stay in front of him. I'm going, what is what game is this? Like, <laughs> what game even in 2013 gave Ramon Sessions like Steph Curry onto Takumbo level like skills? Oh, it's true. I had 2K13. Ramon Sessions is like the fastest player with deep range and can dunk. It's he can dunk, and he can like, like his defense is like Tony Allen. Like, <laughs> so I, I have a question. I couldn't score over- on him. What's that? What's his overall? Oh, I, I don't know off the top of my head. I, but well, I mean, he's like a seventy-six. That's what I was gonna. I can't imagine it's it's more than like a seventy-five. Like he's a average seventy-five is like your average, averagely good player. Right. It's like seventy-five. Right. I didn't see. It's like no. So. I love. I can't see him better than that. When I because I wouldn't play my player on two K thirteen. I would, I would like do the GM one where oh, yeah. I get to build my own team and all that. I always wanted to get Ramon Sessions because there's certain there's like these certain players player types in NBA two K. This is fantastic listening for our audience. This is amazing. There's some real. I mean, we're going to talk about here. French fries later, so it's going to stick this around. Is, it's going to oh, get yeah. good. This is good stuff. Oh yeah, no. There's like these certain player types where like if their body size is just the right size with the right combination of uh of skill points like with some speed athleticism something like that it's just all blend, perfect blend yet it only comes up to an average rating and yet when you play against or with that character unbeatable and ramon sessions is like one of three guys in nba 2k13 can do that like you would rather play as ramon sessions in that game than kevin durant dude like i literally when the game got over i like went and like looked at his like statistics and his ranking because i was like what's going on with ramon sessions in this game and i also remembered that the last time we had played the the bobcats he he blew up too i mean like he ended with like 20 something points i ended with like 14 points like i couldn't do anything and also and that to say the 2K games are like notorious for making your my player, especially your rookie year, extremely difficult. Oh, like yeah. it is hard. Like my my dude, I'm like starting already, and I'm like I I got rookie of the year, all this stuff. But my dude's still like 46 overall. Oh, yeah. Like oh, it is wow. so hard to add skill points. No, they make wow. it. It's basically it's kind of like the you know loot boxes or whatever and whatever games are out there. Like if you want to, you can you can grind out the the points yeah. if you want to play every game, do every little thing you can to get your player your stats up there and all that, or you can pay money and be normal. Oh, yeah. is that and what it is? They like they oh, okay. they have it set up so that you it, it you can you can pay you can pay money to get your guy. Well, out you there? can't now. Because those servers are down. No, I know, but I mean, like a tw- but like, like 2018, a- 2019 games. Oh yeah, it's, like called, it's called BC, man. Oh. Virtual currency, BC. Oh wow. Yeah, it's like pay to play kind of stuff. But and and I play like I don't do I don't cheat or anything. I just play through and try to earn my way. But like, 
I don't know, man. It was crazy because, like, I'm playing against, uh, like, Derek Rose, and I'm holding my own, you know? Yeah. And then I go and play against Ramon Sessions, and it's like, I'm just, I was eating alive, man. It was nuts. I'm telling you, there's, like, three players, average players, but they're just insane in the game. Insane in the membrane. <laughs> insane in the membrane. Um, I don't remember who, but one of you two nerds was all excited about the uh, the the, the uh, what is it? I don't remember what it is because I'm not a nerd. The Space Jam logo. Oh yeah, that was MC. Was MC? I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, I saw a lot of hate on it, and I liked it. I thought it was I a cool logo. It was yeah, a good it flashback. Like, logo. like here's the thing: it had just enough of like the the OG that it was recognizable and yeah. kind of nostalgic. But new enough to know that the movie's coming out in 2021. You know right. what I mean? So have you heard anything about that movie at all? Nothing. Me neither. Except, like they know. literally didn't even we didn't even know what it was called until the logo was revealed, which I think it's called a new legacy. Space Jam, a new legacy. Yeah. So that's yeah. I like the logo. What the crap does a new legacy mean? Well, like, an old legacy. Was there an old legacy in Space Jam? There was one movie. Yeah, it's not like. It's not like Space Jam was the Avengers. <laughs> and now we need the new Avengers because they've all grown old and, you know, they need to be replaced. This it's, is just LeBron's Space Jam. Right. You could have just called it, like, Game 2 or something like that. I yeah. mean, just, just make it so that we know it's the second film. And are the Looney Tunes keeping tabs on the current NBA climate? Or, like, are they going to need michael again and they go to get michael and realize he's been retired for 20 years and he's you know like old and so they're like wait it's here's this guy let's take him like how's it, that all gonna play out here's you know? what's gonna happen and this fits perfectly with lebron in order to um save the day lebron at the end is gonna have to make one final quote pass instead of taking the final shot he's gonna call mj out of retirement Come back in. I keep wondering. MJ if being it, the goat is no, going to save the game. He's going to make I, one final pass to the real goat, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. I can take that. I too, would yeah. love to see Bill Murray. I'd, I'd actually like to see all those guys, Larry Bird, all them come back for a little cameo. Yeah. I've been wondering about Michael Jordan though. Like, would he do it? Would he do a cameo in it no, and it keep it that. ultimate, like ultra secret? I don't think so at all. He's Michael Jordan, man. If you've watched this documentary at all, he ain't going to do it. He ain't sharing the limelight with anybody. No. That guy's not, yeah, not for a cameo. Cool. Yeah. He ain't doing it. No. Yeah, Darren? Well, I, I'm looking forward to it. In between your cookie bites over there? <laughs> you got anything? Well, I would just like to say that, you know, I'm keeping with the grand tradition of this show sure. by eating. By eating into a microphone. At the same time as recording a podcast on purpose. Um, no, so I was just, uh, not really necessarily heat check, but I've got to say, I have really been enjoying the level of social media entertainment that has been provided during these, you know, oh. stay at home lockdown days. Not this, not the level of conspiracy theories and random political crap I see all the time. Yeah. That's gotten way, way worse. It's gotten way worse. And it's not even like. November or debate season oh, yeah. for the election. Like this is this is preseason for what's coming. <laughs> that's that's bad. Right. But the other day, 
I uh, retweeted it. You guys were talking. We were talking about it a little bit beforehand, and uh, it was a mashup of this hardcore band. Oh yeah, headbanging. You know, just going crazy on stage. You got a mosh pit with a bunch of uh, middle-aged, angry white dudes throwing hands, and they overlaid that scene with the chorus to Stacy's mom. <laughs> and that was one of the like. It was one of those, like, I chuckled the first time I watched it, and I just let that baby loop. I did, too. And <laughs> I just laughed harder and harder each time. It just got more and more silly. And uh, and I just, I feel like the level of, you know, people doing inventive things like that online is really, like, it's, it's high quality. It and, is. And I'm enjoying it. I'm here for that. I mean, I can't be anywhere else. So I can't be anywhere here, else. But I'm here for that. What about, and I, I don't know the country that these men are from, but I think they're from Ghana. Is it the Ghana? Uh, casket yeah, casket that, dancers. Oh, yeah. I think they're from Ghana. But those yeah, men it's Ghana. the casket dance is freaking hilarious. Somebody, I love, so they'll put a video of somebody like just taking this epic wipe out and then they just cut straight to this. Right. Like that one's a good one. Yep. Yours yeah. is a good one. Yeah, there's been a lot of creativity in yeah. these quarantine times. Mm-hmm. And you noticed it right away. Like, I felt it just came out right away, and I thought, oh, this is good. I mean, I don't even know how to make that kind of crap. I don't either. No clue. I can't, I can't even make a GIF. Like, when people take snippets from, like, a TV show or a movie mm-hmm. or whatever, or, like, an interview, and they throw it up there, some of the big people on Twitter will do that. No idea how they do it. I'm sure I could download something, but it would suck. Probably like an app or something, but I don't know. I always wonder that, because I'll be watching a jazz game live. Yeah. And like, in less than two minutes, the gif of the play that I just watched, it's already gifed, like, on Twitter. It's like, who did that? And I don't even mean from, like, the jazz, because I can understand they have, like, the ability to do it. Well, that's what I mean. It's just a random person. like, jazz followers or some random person. Like, how did you do that? I want to know, what app are you using? That's incredible. Or another one that really relates to this kind of this pod. Uh, there's one where a woman synced up. And she's talking about the, the captions that even Loki likes, you know, dank oh, me. Yes. Stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. And she's staring at her phone. It's perfect. At it, and, the, and Loki's walking by is like yeah. the first oh, yeah. movie or something uh, like that. Someone, yeah. And uh, then she holds up the phone. And it's right at the moment perfect. where he like looks over uh-huh. and then glances yeah. and smiles. Yeah. And it's like, it was timed and set up perfectly. And yeah. somebody somebody saw that scene and was like, I got an idea. Yeah. And then just set it up. Who knows how many takes that took? Oh, a lot. It's been perfect. Perfect, yeah. yeah. I saw a it. A lot of creative it's people. So creative. That one is good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's it's definitely forced people, like we were just saying, like we kind of laugh about it. We have nothing to do, but there are people who are creative types that suddenly are like, well, I got a lot of time on my hands. And so... The juices are flowing, I guess. And so, I mean, I've even had more time to record music and stuff than I, you know, that I haven't done in a long time. And so, yeah, it's been good. I'm just glad that Hero Ball has served as the inspiration for all these people. Yes, that is true. They they knew that that we had come together a long time ago, make something creative. And they said, you know what? If only I had the time. Only I had the time. Mm -hmm. I can creative too mm-hmm. and uh you know what america you know what world you're welcome you're welcome wow there you go you're welcome all right well so we're going to talk about the the nba believe it or not what two topics tonight two topics tonight 
reading article right here from NBC Sports. Shout out NBC Sports. Thank Thanks, you the rumor is that the NBA are considering resuming the 2020 season on a single site with a shortened, shortened, um, shortened playoff season. Disney okay? bubble. So it would involve a five to seven game regular season followed by the playoffs. The the cities would be either be Vegas, Orlando, Hawaii, Atlantic City. Well, I don't know why they're in it. Louisville. Yeah, that's like massive coronavirus going on in New Jersey. Louisville and, wait for it, the Bahamas. Okay. Tim uh, Duncan putting his uh, his name no, in he, the hat. It he, says He's Virgin Islands, I thought. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Says, My one, bad. League, one league official was quoted as saying, nothing is off the table. They are very determined to have a championship. Okay. They know Are, LeBron's window is short and LA needs this shit. That's exactly what I think too. If I'm LeBron, I'm like I'm anxious at my home going, I only got two more years on the contract after this. Two. Well, maybe two more years where he can be the guy on a championship yeah. team. And after that, he's playing second fiddle to Anthony Davis or whoever because of just age. Well, I mean, he is a bionic man, but So um, I'm I've also seen that robbed of LeBron. I, I actually, as a fan, I am too. Hold on, let me go back to this real quick because it also says that the regular season might go from July to September, and then have a break, and then start up again in December and run from December through I don't know whatever that was December through September I guess is what it would be um, for the 2020-21 season. Thoughts overall. You can talk about LeBron, how you're disappointed, but also about the rumored NBA schedule. So I will be extremely bummed if – so, man, I'm so torn on this. I will be really, really bummed if we get robbed of a championship where we could potentially have Antetokounmpo, um, you know, going against, you know, the uh, – you know, either the Lakers, the Clippers – you know, one of these teams, like, I mean, how awesome would it be to see those guys going against each other? But at the same time, I know that whatever happens, like, if they hold the season, whatever happens, there will be a massive, massive asterisk after it. Right. So let's say LeBron wins in L.A., becoming the first, you know, I think he'll be something like the first Hall of Famer to win uh, championships in three different cities. Kind of like as a lead guy or something like that. I don't know. So you're saying, assume it re- resumes. Assume the it resumes. Yeah. And let's say LeBron and AD win the championship for for LA. That's a historically unprecedented feat for a guy to to do what he would be doing. Potentially winning Finals MVP for three different. Teams. I don't know if 2020 could take more unprecedented feats. Right. Kawhi could do that too. Kawhi could also do that. Yeah. That is crazy. Um, but if that happens, it will all it'll go down in history as like like when the Spurs won in ninety-nine. Yep. yep. They won in ninety-nine after Lockout a year. season. Right. You know, I mean that was the Phil Jackson and Shaq were always saying that because they didn't win the championship that year when they could have like uh, it's it's got an asterisk, whatever. Yeah. And and so I would be really sad if we didn't have a playoffs uh, for the Jazz's sake. Those guys, especially after what they went through to shut down the season, um, they need to get back on the court and play. 
um, especially before this offseason. And but I will say, if you're going to do a shortened playoff series, the thing that's going to make the biggest difference for an underdog to upset somebody else, youth and defense. Mm-hmm. And we've got both of those where if we can yeah. come together as a team, we could we could swing. If you have a five-game series against the Lakers instead of a seven-game series, and LeBron's physically you know a little off of his normal game in the playoffs because he hasn't you know, he's off. He's just out of rhythm because of this long layoff. Like we would actually have a, more of a chance of a now chance. than we would have if it was a normal season. And so there's there's some excitement about that. But at the end of the day, unless it's the Bucks, the Lakers, the Clippers, if it's any other team that wins a championship, it's an asterisk. Well, Nobody's Darren. I, I, oh yeah, for sure. You're saying if like an eight seed goes in and upsets, if the Jazz win the people, championship. They're gonna, nobody's going to credit them for no. Winning they're going to say they exactly, won because exactly. of the conditions. I got that's you. exactly what I was talking to Caitlin about the exact exact same thing the other night. I said it it would be, it doesn't matter who if they resume and there is a champion. It doesn't matter who it is. Toronto again, Utah for the first time. You know, the Lakers, the Bucks for the first time in fifty whatever years. You know, whatever it is. Asterisks like people will just say that period. It's yeah. like it won't count, uh, and that's really unfortunate for whoever ends up winning that. Um, the other thought too, I, I saw this on Twitter, so this isn't my thought. This was just something I thought was a funny uh, thing. It, somebody had said something to the effect of, "It would be so like Utah Jazz, so classic for the Jazz." to somehow win the championship right. this year in front of no fans with an asterisk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like their first championship, of course, would come in this scenario. Can't yeah. even yeah. play a finals game in Utah. Exactly. Like, And I thought I thought that was so funny because I was like, you know what? I so agree with that. Like, I wish I remembered who tweeted that so I could give them the credit. But, yeah. but still, I thought that was so funny. But no, I'm with I, you, D. It's going to be it's going to be weird no matter what. I've heard David Locke talk about um, uh, the shortened playoff season and how that would look. And he, I guess the G League did, did a tournament where they rented out ballrooms in like a Las Vegas hotel. Hmm. And they set up courts in the ballrooms and they just had their tournament in like three days to, de- to determine a winner. Yeah. And they did that because they saw the coronavirus coming, I guess. And so they huh. got it over with quickly is what they did. And he said the NBA can do the exact same thing. You go to Vegas, who needs to fill rooms, and you load everybody up inside of a hotel. They all go downstairs into the ballrooms. You've got two courts set up. Everybody's there, and you just run through the games and play four games a game, or four games a day, and you get everybody through. As a fan, that sounds like March Madness to me. That sounds oh, yeah. incredible. I would sit in front of my TV all day. Just the the difference of how it looks on TV would be, I think, just exciting. Seeing having game after game after game reminds me of my youth when like TV when uh, they didn't try to do things all the time on like prime time and whatnot. Games were just on when they were on, uh, and there was you know mm. now it's like they spread them out for ridiculous amounts of time. So I would love that to see something like that in the in a uh, in a ballroom of a of a hotel in Vegas or something. Yeah. I think that'd be a great way to do it. Can I say something uh, kind of on the flip side of it? There's oh. also a potential that it could be. 
it could be more memorable. So we're talking about how it would be maybe a forgettable champion or a champion that someone wants to excuse. Maybe people would rally around that champion just because of, in light of just 2020, like everything that's gone on, especially for the NBA, Kobe, and just these things like, uh, maybe it would be something people look back on, you know, or or even in the moment of it and say, wow, that 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 champion, the fact that they rallied together, put the season, you know, put the pieces back together to have a champion, maybe that would mean more to some folks, you know. Yeah, good. I don't know. Just a Although thought. It would it it would sadden me because of Kobe's death that this finals would mean more as the coronavirus finals than as the finals the year that Kobe died. Mm-hmm. And that that's weird to me. For for the Lakers, I don't know if you could I don't know if for the Lakers you could If the Lakers were in the finals it would be constant Kobe yeah. stuff all the time. But if it wasn't the Lakers, so let's say the Clippers getting right. Houston, you know Hopefully not ever gets in. You know, it would be there would be a couple of segments where they talk about it, but right. at this at this stage, it would just be all coronavirus yeah, and exactly. the weirdness of the game the whole time. Yeah. Um, but all that said, I, I really hope that that the NBA finds a way to come back. Mm-hmm. I don't. That I mean, they need desperately oh, need the money. I can't imagine them not coming back. Right. And you're talking about money. There, there's an itch. I mean, I can't go into this because I'm not smart enough to know what I'm talking about here. But well, the cap, the cap. Yeah, there's an interesting conversation that smart people are having about what's going to happen to the cap uh, because so of the loss small. of money. So small. And apparently. what that means for free agents next year and probably the next couple of years. It you know is going to be there's going to be some small one year deals. Meaning, like the big, deal, baby. Payday, the big paydays are going to be small. Oh yeah, yeah, they're not going to be big. Which means for a team like the Jazz, that's great because you could end up with a decent free agent at a ridiculously low price. When two years from now, that you know revenue skyrockets again. Well, yeah, yeah. True. yeah. This could really, and to your point, Darren, this could really lay some foundation for a future champion like say the jazz get all the pieces fall into place for the jazz to win it all in 2023 and it wouldn't have happened if coronavirus wouldn't have stopped the season kind of thing so that could be really interesting to watch going forward what do you guys think of the idea that the nba would permanently shift their schedule uh to a december through september oh start on christmas day give it to me yeah, they don't know exactly, but sometime you know, like late November, December time frame, they would start it. I'm fine with it, honestly. I mean, I, I honestly, I think starting on Christmas Day would be awesome. I don't know if they would actually do that or not, but uh, that would be pretty sick. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, but you could do that. Although the first month is always pretty rough, and but then again, I, I don't know. Because January, NBA basketball in January and February matches the weather, because everybody's just going through the motions. I wonder, you know, if you were to, out of it. If you were to then, you know, spice up the schedule, do that mid-season tournament they're talking about in like March, 
now. Um, something like that. And then coming out of it, the thing is, like, coming into the summer, I don't know how much people are going to want Their idea is, basketball. is that nobody, their idea is they have no competition on TV in the summer. You have baseball. And so that's their idea, is that they'd be able to get on and, and be able to compete with no one themselves. Yeah, they still have nobody to compete with except for hockey. Yeah, hockey, well, yeah, football's over with already. Yeah. College Hockey and so, yeah, so, NHL so, and NBA are like they're, identical. They're identical. Playoffs at the same yeah. time, championships within weeks of each other. This yeah. this is the most important thing for me though with that setup and why I would go for it. It means more Sunday afternoon basketball games. Oh, I would love that for those because more of those. I hate the fact that I am relegated to watching the Bears play the Cowboys mm. on Sunday afternoon. Or when the Broncos. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. The Bronco game on, on Sunday afternoon when, like, the Warriors are playing the Lakers, but they won't show it because they won't get the ratings. Right, exactly. You know, like, that's annoying to me. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I think it'd be fun. Like, I, I don't really care, I guess, because I'm going to watch basketball, basketball either way. Right. But it would just be really cool to see it, I think, start on Christmas Day I already love watching it on Christmas Day, period. So, Really, we're a two-sport nation at this point. You yeah. Football and basketball. Uh-huh. So the more separation you get between those two, the more fun that will be. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Mm. Do you guys have any thoughts on how the NBA should divide their – like how they should decide who goes into the playoffs? Because I don't think you're – I don't think you can resume. I don't think you'll get the owners to agree. Like uh, say the owners – of like the Spurs or the Suns, who are like the twelfth and the thirteenth seed in the in the West, right? Right. I don't think you can get them to go. Yeah, we'll come back and play five to seven games, potentially injure our star player for all of next year, just so that these t- uh, top echelon teams can play and decide who's going to well, the championship. There's already reports of that. Of that, yeah. the owners of basically non-playoff teams are not wanting yeah. to start the season. No, but, and to me, at that point, it's easy. Start the playoffs. You don't even finish a regular sure. season. You yeah. take the teams that were playoff bound, you know, the top 16 teams, whatever uh, spot they were at when the season ended or, you know, when, when it stopped, and that's the seeding, and you just go. Say, okay, yeah, then. Here's our playoff teams. If I'm the league, I'm thinking there is no way – that I want our first round of the playoffs to watch the Lakers figure out how to play basketball again after being off mm. for four months. And yes, so, that's a good point. So you're, you I would, would think want, it's like a warm-up. Yeah. Five to seven games is really a warm-up. I would say instead of doing five to seven games, mm. do Bill Simmons' entertaining as hell tournament idea where you take everybody except for the like top four teams in the league Throw them all into a tournament, and or maybe even like you know take the top six from both sides, so you're all locked in. Everybody else, the bottom two playoff spots okay, so, are available in yeah. a double elimination tournament. Ah, yeah. You know, there you normally go. Normally, it'd be single elimination, but you do double because they're trying to get their sea legs under them. Okay. Double elimination tournament, round robin. So I just just play it out, and uh, and whatever happens, it won't affect your your uh, standings, so whatever you are at, so let's say you're the Warriors, right? How cool would this be? You've got 
possibly Steph and Clay and Draymond all healthy. Yeah, right. That's right. They're the worst team in the league. They are. Alec you say Burks, baby. Alec Burks. Yeah. <laughs> you're not, it's not going to affect the standing. If you're the worst team in the league, you still have the best odds at the number one pick. So, but you now have a chance to hit the play, to get the playoffs, too. <laughs> and possibly win the chip. Wow. And imagine the Warriors getting in as like a seven seed out of this entertaining tournament. There, well, there's yeah. even talk that, like, uh, what's his dink, uh, Kevin Durant, you know, coming back for the Nets even. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. And that's actually really interesting, Darren. I think the Nets are already a playoff team, but still – yeah, I mean, I actually think, Darren, I think, yeah, I think that that solves both problems, really. I think the only reason a team might not be into that is because they don't want to be upset. You don't want the Warriors or some of these lesser teams to totally. upset you. But as far as I think fairness goes, you are allowing the teams with nothing to fight for, an opportunity to fight for something. And the teams that have already earned it, the cream of the crop, well, they're still not getting their legs underneath them, though. Yeah, maybe they could like play some some warm up yeah. preseason type meaningless games mm. just to something. Yeah, get their pre. You know, sure, we'll do the the tournament over here to get playoff spots. Yeah. everybody else, we're gonna do some preseason eight minute quarter games that oh, we like play that. on ESPN yeah. two just to get you guys you know up mm-hmm. up. and going. But know? I love that idea of the tournament. I think that tournament is fantastic. I think that solves a big problem. With the teams that have no nothing to fight for, you know, no dog in the fight. And imagine coming back to the NBA like that. Oh, here's I think a, here's a fire tournament with twenty teams going at it. That is oh, awesome, dude. I, I love that. Yeah. I love it. If they ran that, I'd sit in front of the TV and watch that whole oh, thing. Yeah. Oh, that would yeah. be very exciting. Hmm. All right. Anything else, boys? Before we move on to the spuds. <coughs> Do we have time for the spuds I today? I don't even know what time it is. I can't yes. see anything. Yeah, we're at forty-one minutes, and oh, we yeah. like we took like seven minutes before we even started. So we're oh, good. Right. We good. Right. We got like twenty minutes. We got plenty of time for spuds. Carter, why don't you uh, go to the spuds? Spud City. So this thing came across Twitter uh, a few days ago, something like that. I like that you're having him introduce it when I'm the one who retweeted it and challenged you guys. I thought it was from Carter. No, this is from me. Okay, well, Darren, if it's yours, if you feel ownership of it, you can take it. Take it. I, take it, take it. I, I just didn't. I just didn't want to like throw a wrench in the flow of what was going on. But now that that yeah. is all messed up, go now ahead, Darren. For the wrench, I'm all about the wrenches, man. <laughs> all about, especially if it's my credit going to me. Like, come on. Yeah, set this up for us. You could set it up better anyway, because I was just going to say, it was a tweet. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so yeah, it was a tweet on the Twitters talking about uh, it has a list of uh, 15 different fry styles. I'm already sweating. I can feel it. If you didn't know there were the 15 types of fries, you have not been living. I did not know there were 15 types of fries. Yeah. When I saw this list, I was like, how do you have 15 types of fries? Right. I looked through and I thought, yeah, there's 15 types of fries. Okay. And then they said, you can get three. Not four, not six, not eight. You get to pick three types of fries and that's it. Those are your fries for life. Ride or die with these fries. So I'm going to do a quick, uh, just read through these 15 quickly. And uh, some of them are self-explanatory. Some of them are not. I'll give explanations as needed. And then we will 
discuss. Number one, the classic waffle fry. Self-explanatory. Number two, the Belgian fry. Belgian fry. What is that, you might ask? It is an irregularly sliced, double-fried potato served in a cone with mayo and other ingredients. Number three, tater tots. Four, standard cut. It'll just be your regular standard McDonald's fry. Number five, garlic fries. Any cut sprinkled with salted, minced, sautéed minced garlic and chopped parsley. Curly fries. If you don't know what a curly fry is, you are not living in Utah. (laughs) Number seven, shoestring or matchstick fries. Potatoes sliced very thinly using a mandolin or julienne cutter and fried extra crisp. Then you got your classic crinkle cut. Mm -hmm. Number eight. Number nine. Cheese fries. Any style of fry with cheese. Melted on top. Your steak fry, which is a thick cut fry. British chips. Shorter potatoes cut chunkier than standard fries. They're the hobbits of the fry world. (laughs) Then you got your sweet potato fries. Self-explanatory. Potato wedges, which are potatoes cut into thick slices, cut into an angle. To make a wedge. Number 14, chili cheese fries. Any cut, top of chili, melted cheese. And number 15, cottage fries, which are potatoes thick cut on a corrugated slicer and fried. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I'm, I'm hungry. I'm hungry, y'all. You get to pick three fries, ride or die, for life, nothing else. We got to give these not just three any fries, but we need to give them in uh, ascending order. Ascending order? Okay. I'm going to ask a dumb question. Is that one, two, three? No, that'd be descending. Ascending, I'm going up to the top. Three, three two, two, one. one. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Ascending order. Okay. So we're going three, two, one? Three, two, one. Okay. All right, I mean, I'm ready. Oh, go ahead. Yep. My number three, right off the top, chili cheese fries. Because when I want a decadent snack Mm. that will fill me up, I go for some chili cheese fries. And if I could, you know, manipulate, this option wasn't on the list. But lately, I have been enjoying myself some carne asada fries from Rancheritos. Oh, yes. And if I can... Work that into a chili cheese fry category, then I, I would do mm. that. Mm. But chili cheese fries is like a meal in and of itself. But it's a number three. It can't crack two or one because it's too messy to mm. enjoy regularly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the meal of fries. I it like is that. the meal of fries. It's true. Mm. Yeah. That's my number three. Gosh. Nice. Man, this is tough for me tough do you have anything carter yeah i got a number three it's hard i'm gonna say this up front this is borderline too hard to do (laughs) just period but because we are hero ball and it must be done this is the way we make the hard number that's right we don't put kobe as a small forward around here nope and tim duncan is a center (laughs) number three curly fries 
I love a good curly Woo. fry. There's something about curly fries. They they have got a little bit of a different type of crisp, a nice spice to it. Yeah. Uh, and I've had them from different places. I even like the Arby's curly fry. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's good. Fry. And then when you get down to the bottom of the box, and there's just little burnt ones that are just nice mm-hmm. little crisps. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's part of a curly fry. Is finding the long one. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Finding the one that like takes up the entire fry sauce cup. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll go. Uh, number three would be curly fries for me. All right, Tom. All right, I'm gonna go with the classic number ten steak fry. Oh, the steak fry for me is delicious. And whenever I go out at any restaurant, I always have good intentions to order like. Maybe I'm going to order potatoes and a steamed vegetable or something like that on the side, right? <laughs> I've never, never had those intentions. Dude, it's never <laughs> that way. I go there and I look at the fries on people's plates and I go, I'll have the steak fries. <laughs> every time, man. Like every time. The steak fry is a wide fry, almost like an inch, like yep. three quarters of an inch, probably about a quarter of an inch thick. It's... uh it's like soft in the middle. It's perfectly salted. It, it's good. I like the steak fry. Now, I believe Nanye's on the Twitter said that you should not ever choose steak fries or wedges. Or wedges? Yeah. He, he ruled both of those things out. Wow, I don't know what he's talking about. Okay. Now, the steak fry, one of the things you have to deal with with the steak fry is the mushy interior. It's a little mushy. It's, it's a potato. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more potato-ish. Yeah. It's the second most potato-ish of all the fries on this list. Second only to the wedge, because the wedge is like a quarter of a potato. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like an eighth of a potato. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll actually go to my second one right now if we're on to that right. one. Oh, wow. You're just taking, taking over. All right. The wedge is my second one. <laughs> I love a potato wedge. Back in the day, I believe you used to buy them from Carl's Jr. They used to sell potato mm. wedges, I think. Um. I love a potato wedge. Andrea, my wife, still makes potato wedges for us. And she'll put a little bit of oil in a pan and uh, seasoning salt, fry them up in there, get a good little, like, burn on them, you know, a little brownness on them. Oh, so I feel like so the good. potato wedge is the most possible of the homemade, fr- of the home, home oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, most yeah. possibly homemade of all of these options. And for me, I think it's the closest option to what you were saying with the chili cheese fries, where it's, oh, yeah, it's, it's like basically, it's like a meal. Oh, yeah. Steak fries are like a meal. You can have it as a side on your plate. Yeah. Yeah. So are wedges, are the potato wedges the same as a potato log, like from the gas station? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Because, okay, yeah, I'm thinking uh, of potato logs. It's basically the same. Okay. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like logs might be a little bit bigger like yeah, cut logs are bigger okay. like they're thicker cut but it's the same idea okay do you know what's good with those though especially from a gas station sour cream on top and you can eat that thing like a taco i mean yeah because basically yeah, good stuff. Yeah. yeah exactly isn't that amazing like from a gas station you can buy those and it's good it still oh, is though yeah. yeah i got no shame buying gas station oh, french fries i because love gas station only food, thing gas station can do well is fry stuff <laughs> and fries are just Potatoes in a fryer. That's, That's true. Gas station food's legit. Yeah. All, All right. right. Number two, I'm going with the uh, the the standard waffle fry. Nice. Very good. Going with the waffle fries, my number two. 
there's different varieties of waffle fries, and depending on the variety, it rises or falls on my list. What do you mean by variety? So there's the plain old Chick-fil-A waffle fry. Wow. I feel like that's derogatory. It is derogatory because, no, I mean, they decided that they were just going to let the fry be the fry, and I respect that. Yeah. Well, it's still an amazing fry. Okay, thank you. But I'm sorry, the Carl's Jr. waffle fry cannot compare to, or the uh, the, the Chick Fil A cannot compare to the Carl's Jr. waffle fry. This is that true. Thing, that thing is seasoned to perfection. Mm-hmm. That with some fry sauce. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is, that it's been a long time stuff. since I've had a Carl's crisscross fry. If I forget to order the crisscut fry, the waffle fry. Mm-hmm. From Carl's Jr. in my meal, and it comes out with a normal fry, the whole meal's ruined. <laughs> How excited are you when you buy a normal fry and you get a crisp cut one oh, in there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Such a bonus. Yeah. yeah. One of the nice things about the waffle fries, I feel like you never get like that one weird soggy piece. It is mm. a consistent fry throughout. You know what it is? It's like if you had the brownie that was all edges. Because... Mm. The cr- I think by the way it's cut. Yeah. There's we're gonna get scientific here, you know, but there's like less. Well, there's more surface area, but there's more edges to it, and so there's more oil penetration into it. There's less middle. Boom. Right. Science. Well, whatever oil gets penetrated in, <laughs> gets fried. Right. It doesn't like you're not eating oil. It doesn't absorb into the middle. Yeah. Mm, fried up oil. I love that. Texas like State it. Fair should fry that up. Fried nice. oil. And to your point, Darren, the Carl's J waffle fry is superior than to the Chick-fil-A. However, the Chick-fil-A waffle fry ain't nothing wrong with that. Oh, no. It is. A fa- I would mm. take that over any McDonald's what, when, whatever fry. That is a fantastic waffle fry. Yeah. But Carl's Jr. perfected that thing a long time ago and ain't nobody touching it. I really oh, yeah. feel like the next time we get together, we should have a fry-off and uh, just enjoy some Chick-fil-A and Carl's Jr. fries. It's been forever since I've had a Carl's Jr. crisp cut fry. Mm. So I, I got nothing to I'm measure this against my brain. Get some Rancheritos I used, carne asada fries mm, in there, too. Fry you know, party. I used to eat them when I was younger. I used to order them. But now that it's my money, I don't want to pay an extra two bucks or whatever it is. Yeah, no, no. Now that it's my money, I, 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 I do. Those. Yeah. <laughs> give me those. I don't feel bad about that. If I'm going yeah. to Carl's Jr., I already know I'm paying out the notes for this thing. Sure. Yeah, that's you true. Know. So when I was back in the metal days, back when I was playing in the band, the very first song we ever wrote, we titled Waffle Fries. <laughs> so there's a, there's a fun fact for you. Was it about fries? No, it wasn't at all. I knew it. I knew it. it so just, that was just... So my number two is the Belgian fry. And that is because if there's one thing I love, it's something that's deep fried. Something that I love more is something that's deep fried twice. And on top of that, pour a bunch of mayonnaise on top of that, Mm -hmm. pure, unadulterated mayonnaise, globbed on top. Eat that. Mm. Delish. I love it. So that might be up on my list if I've if I had had enough of them, but I think I've only had like Belgian fries twice. And so I can't even remember like what that's like. Sure. Them. Yeah. They're just, yeah. Well, a- as you can imagine, they're just ultra crispy, mm. ultra greasy, 
but keep the flavor, just that that uh, starch flavor. And then if you add the mayonnaise, or it doesn't have to be mayonnaise, it could be different. I know some, uh, I think like the plate at Fritz, they put some sort of Belgian mayonnaise. It's like a spiced kind of uh, sauce on it. Uh, but I don't know, there's something about that. It's like the crunchy with kind of a, a, a sauce that's softening them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Kind of a soft well, crunch at the same time. I want to give you a little uh, pro tip here. Burger Bar double fries their fries. Mm. Oh, seriously? Uh-huh. Because their fries are legit. They double they fries. really good fries. And I know that because I watched Diners dive in, oh, Drive In yeah. and Dive. Nice. And I learned it on there. They double fry them. Very good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's that's uh, let's move on to our number ones. Set them. My number one is the standard fry, and it's the standard fry because no, so ma- white. because no matter where I go, whether it's Carl's Jr. and not get the Chris Cut and just get a regular fry, <coughs> or I go to McDonald's, or I go to In and Out, or I go to Five Guys, a fry is a fry is a fry, and if you cut a potato and fry it for me. I'm going to love it and enjoy it no matter mm. what it is. Wow. This is now, your not, number one is a, just a fry. Give me the just fry. A fry. I'm not okay. going to include Burger King on there because I don't like that fry. I'll no. eat it still, but I don't care for it. Yeah, honestly. not a good fry. But Wendy's fries, I like them. Kind of, uh, they're they good. saltier than other fries, but I appreciate that. It's what makes them unique. I still I think don't. McDonald's has good fries. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's a popular opinion or not, but I like their fries. I think they're good, but they're not the top anymore. They're not. They're, like not, the, they're not the top for champion. sure, but I do like them. Now, they did a. Uh, you know, they have like different formulas for the fries, right? Mm. And back when they used to be able to use trans fat, are you going on a podcast here? Oh yeah, the revisionist history the revisionist podcast. History. Oh, for sure. When they they um, they used to fry beef. Yeah, they got deep down into like the the ingredients that went right. into the fries and how long ago it was. And they they got a bunch of millennials to taste test these fries because they had never tasted. Yeah. Get this. They had never tasted the original McDonald's fries right. recipe. Well, they changed it in like 92 or something like that. It was like 30 years ago. Yeah. So I, I don't remember. I remember the news of it happening, but I don't remember what it tasted like before and then tasted like after. But it made complete sense. Because the McDonald's fries in my childhood are not the McDonald's fries of today. Mm-hmm. We don't the culture that we don't as a culture we don't talk about the McDonald's fries like we used to talk about oh, the McDonald's fries. That's true. But they used to fry them in beef fat. Yeah. Yep. And the millennials on the podcast, what they say? Oh, they by far love. They loved the original them. Recipe. They loved them. These millennials love these McDonald's fries. That's funny. I never knew that. And Darren, you're totally right. They're they're definitely t- taste different than they did when I was a kid. Like, and I know that my taste buds tell me that. But yeah, yeah, huh. interesting. They still, I feel even today, I still eat them, and I look at them, and I want them to taste like a McDonald's fry, and they just don't. Yeah. It just tastes like a fry. You know, yeah. yeah. I kind of wish McDonald's would just like I don't know, do something out of, just out unexpected, and just go. You know what? We're gonna offer for a limited time some old school fries, and just see what happens. They can't because those like 
ingredients are outlawed in too many states. <laughs> but they're not. They're not even. They're just unhealthy, right? Well, well the thing is, they're actually not right. that unhealthy when you consider the like. You Look know, at everything else we Margarine <laughs> compared to butter. Everybody thought margarine was a whole lot healthier than butter. Right. Turns out you should have butter, not margarine. Uh-huh. It's yeah. the same exact thing. The fats that they were putting into were actual animal fats right. rather than the processed craft that they're using now. Right. And so they didn't think that they were healthy back then, but they're actually better off than this crap that were you know, plastic that we're ingesting now. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Have I told you that COVID was planned too? Oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm going to throw a curve. Is this my, your number one? My number one. Okay. If you say garlic fries, everything else is disregarded. No, I already gave you the hint, man. <laughs> it's a curve. Oh, okay. It's, cur- it's a curly fry. Interesting. Nice. Wow. So if you gave me the choice. It's a unique pick for number one. Between. Carl's Jr. Waffle Fries and Arby's Curly Fries. Ah. I love me some Arby's Curly Fries. Really? They are so good. They really are. What I've noticed about those fries is that you either love them or you hate them. Hmm. I don't. I don't. I guess I don't hate them. I just don't care for the Arby's fries. He proceeds to I, proceeds to tell us how he doesn't love them or hate them. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, he hates too strong a word. But you either like them or you don't. Uh, for me, they don't move my needle either way. But I know people like my wife loves them. Yeah, you say how you love them. them, and like there's some in the curly fry box that are almost straight. I yep. feel like I got gypped when I had those. Yep. Like, it I happens have, once in a while. Because part of the curl is it is a perfect dipping instrument. Oh, for sure. Like a straight fry, you gotta bend that sucker. You do. Let's say you get down to the bottom of that fry sauce cup, mm. right? You gotta figure out a way to get it. The curly fry already figured it out. It's already there. It does. It is tasty. It it molds to your mouth, and it's the perfect dipping instrument. Give me a good curly fry over anything else. Specifically, though, is the Arby curly fry your number one? I haven't had any other curly fries in the Arby one. I can't think of any other. Than, I think there's like some that were like frozen, but a frozen fry is never going to taste that good. Um, I have not met another like any other like fast food place that was bold enough to go curly. Yeah, and I don't know why, but maybe they feel it's too gimmicky. But you you make a lot of good points about the function of the fry, and I've noticed that too, even dipping with it. Um, but Arby's is man, they go they go at it alone. You get some of those bouncy curls. That's like mm. a toy on top it's of it. That's an innovative fry. It's just it's innovation. It's forward thinking. Much like Darren, it fits. <laughs> I like it. There you go. It's my number one. Nice. All right, y'all. Do you all remember the training table? Oh, yeah. Oh, if you yeah. went to the training table, you picked up that phone and you said, bring me some cheese fries. <laughs> My number one is the cheese fry. Cheese fry. Because, as it states here, it is any style of fry. So your imagination can run wild, right? It could be a waffle fry. It can be any fry. It could be a and then you fry. add cheese. Not only that, but you can add any cheese. All right? You can add nacho cheese. You can add cheddar cheese, sharp cheddar cheese, Swiss cheese. I don't know who would do that. But still... It is the fry of imagination. So, 
I have one nit to pick. Talk to me. With the with with what you've just said. And that is that the ads that the training table put out for their cheese fries made the cheese fries look so unappetizing. It was like somebody melted plastic and put it on top of it. Instead of it looking it was like barely melted cheese. Like not mm. completely melted cheese, like they left it in the micro or they didn't leave it in the microwave long enough to melt that cheese down. <laughs> you know? They wanted it's you so- to know this is actually cheese that we put on here. The only way we can show you visually is if it's not actually melted. Right. I'm like you're like you need you need twice the amount of cheese you got on there and melt that sucker. What do you think about the cheese fries in the in the picture on the uh, on See, our That our- looks too much like American cheese. And and I cause I thought I considered the I cheese was- fry. But I was I curious had, if that was nacho cheese on there or not. I couldn't It looks tell. like nacho cheese oh, to me. Be. Yeah. But I've had I've had uh, animal style fries from In and Out. Good, but that's American processed cheese on that thing. No, that ain't good. That's not what you want. At the end of the day, like wow. it's a to me that was a gimmick, not something I want to have all the time. Mm-hmm. Sure. So my my take there is that if my cheese fries, the cheese fries of my number one, would be. A legitimized fry with some legitimized cheese. Yeah, that's good. So I, I, I fully accept. Uh, that's a four-year-old, you know, brie. <laughs> exactly. For sure. Exactly. That's what a I'm nice talking about. Nice sharp cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, if you just take some dope fries, you know, some dope cheese, melted, you're pulling it up. I mean, it's nice and, you know, stringing along. You eat that. There's some crisp. There's some sharpness of the cheese. It all blends together. I love it. So I'm going to bring this back around to the Rancheritos carne asada fries. The best bite of those fries is when you put the fork in, thinking you're just going to get an average-sized bite, and you pull out all the, all the meat in all the cheese yes. with all the fixings and it's all right there in this yep. massive bite that's too big for your mouth yep. but it's getting in there somehow yeah and i kind of like you had said with the chili cheese fries you could almost you could categorize those carne asada fries into a, a couple of these and i you could could you know it could lean on it maybe the cousin of a nice cheese fry you yeah know? Mm. so i have a question just that. to wrap this up uh Really quickly, what is your least favorite fry on this list? I'll go first. My last place fry is easily the sweet potato fry. Without question, get out of here. You're a different vegetable altogether. You don't belong here. You don't go here. And you're disgusting. I don't like sweet potatoes at Thanksgiving. I don't like sweet potatoes when they are fried. I don't want a sweet potato fry. I love yeah, as far as fries, that's that's a number four or five on my list. Wow! Really? Wow! Yeah, the sweet potato. Uh, I like a sweet potato uh, dish with like my Thanksgiving. But when it comes to a fry, I'm with you. I think it's trying to. It's like it's like the nerd trying to copy what the cool kids are doing. <laughs> but you know what? You still are a geek. Like I don't care. Like you know, I've so. tried them a couple times. I don't care for what, them. To me, it tastes like a sweet eat? potato, and it's not good. What else can you eat a sweet potato fry and go? You know what? This is a superfood. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also say those cottage fries. I think you can get some legitimate cottage fries, mm. but I've had an experience where they're just—it's like biting into a raw potato. Yeah, uh, I, you know I mean, like they're just thick them, and just—it's like. 
it's it's if a chip decided no i actually want to be a fry but i don't know how to be a fry so i'm just going to be a big fat potato yeah. that's not really <laughs> cooked right and yeah it's like if a yeah. chip decided to eat 30 chips and then yeah. you ate that one chip yeah so yeah i i, I could feel that one i'd probably go garlic fries because why am I getting locked into a flavor? That's what I was All wondering, too. All the others, too. I'm yeah. locked into a type. Right, right, right. Or a top. Yeah, like we're seasoned salt but this here. Is, Yeah, it's like I have to have garlic seasoning on this. Like, I like that. But why are you locking me into a flavor? I don't like that. Hmm. I don't like my freedom being restricted. This is America. I don't want to be restricted into exactly. flavor. Exactly. I would say th- that's funny because I would say my honorable mention would probably be garlic fries, mostly because of the garlic fries at Disneyland are just so dang good that if I have the opportunity to eat those the way they do them there, I would take them. You know what I mean? No. But 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 to your point, that's a great point fries, though. It's the principle of the thing. Arguing the principle more than the actual <laughs> Right. Well, no, but your point is valid because if you go to have garlic fries, it's because you want garlic fries. Right. It's yeah. not because, hey, I I go some for some fries or oh the fries come with that. Sure. It's I am specifically going for this flavor, like you said. And so, like you said, that's restrictive. So if I'm if these are my three ride or die fly, fries for life, then I can get garlic and put them on my waffle fries. Exactly. You know, that's what I'm saying. That's true. Put a little cheese on it. See what happens. Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So just as an addendum, an epilogue, if you will. Yeah. We've had some fries. We've gotten, you know, verbally fat on this. It's uh, been a high caloric, high cholesterol kind of app mm. you gotta have something sweet to cut through all this and I just have to pass along some amazing news I found out coming to Riverdale soon in that Riverdale crossing area over by Buffalo Wild Wings oh yeah the vacant the vacant area yep Zeppi's Italian ice what yep. really yep that is incredible that's awesome I feel, I feel like this is that little Sebastian moment, and uh, and I'm Ben, and I'm like, it's just a pony, but I don't get all what other fuss is about. Have you not had Zeppies no, before? No, I don't think so. Oh, well, that's Italian? why. I have had Italian ice, I think. Okay, so one of the things, so Italian ice in general is good. It, it's sort of like a, what do you call those things? It's like crushed up ice with juice in it. No, yeah, mixed with coat. custard. Yeah, right. But it's kind of like that, though, right? It's like no, a lesser version of it. It is. So Italian ice is smooth. Oh, okay. Maybe I haven't had yeah. Italian ice. Italian ice is like the custard of ice. Okay. Mixed with actual custard. Yes. All right. It is delightful. Zeppi and it is specifically going to, is, so is amazing. Remember David's? Yes, I did. Yeah, Over right? on Harrison. Yeah. yeah. So Zeppi's is fantastic and they're now going to be within walking distance from my house <laughs> you ain't gonna walk there <laughs> we've already made plans as a family to go on walks to that's like a 15 minute when does walk? it open i'm not sure i'm not sure so does zeppi serve other things by the way this episode is brought to you by our good partners at zeppi's 
providing Italian ice to Northern think, Utah for X amount of years. I think they do have like uh, uh, I don't know churros and little things like that. Ooh, I think uh, they do churro, but they have Italian ice. So. Probably probably not churros because it's like an Italian place, but unless inversion of a churro, <laughs> yeah, whatever that would be. Yeah, they're appropriate. A churro. Churro. <laughs> Charo. Oh, jeez. That's cool. So, there you go. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. You're feeling good about yourself. All right. Well, we have uh, explored quite the multiverse tonight and gotten into some NBA talk, gotten into some Fry talk, which is fitting in Utah as the original creators of Fry Sauce. That's right. So, suck on that, Heinz. Suck on that, Heinz. Suck it. Keep chucking.